Yo, 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 live on location. Q and D's favorite moments from the pod in 2022. We about to get into some funny stuff here. Man. First and foremost, we got to set it off with my pick is Andre Miller. Who? Andre. Andre, I had to mess with him. Andre Miller, my main man. Spent the year with him with the Clips. Yep. He had one of the I dopest. I got traded for. Traded for Swabity. That's right. D Swabity got traded for Dre. I ain't like this shit. Nobody liked it. Mm. But you know, it is what it is. The business of the NBA. But he came on the pod and had one of the best stories we ever got. We asked him the question about what was his biggest purchase, what he spent that bag on, and he looked back and kind of shake his head. But it was good. It was good when it happened. Man, the man said $300,000 cash, and he threw a house party. Yeah. And passed out ducats to the family. Yeah. Instead of us explaining, we need to go and let them just, just see it. Just just watch this. Listen, just run that. Just run that. This is what I like to ask. When you when you got that bet, I know you took care of mom dudes and you was self-proclaimed cheapskate. <laughs> At what point did you step out? Like when did Dre do something with the bag? Do something that you look at, look back on like, man, I was like, tripping. Man, I was, I was wilding tripping. right there, but you enjoyed it. Man, I get a contract. And real talk, like I probably went to the bank. I, I still remember this. I, I had a party. The Sacramento house party, got a new house. Invite family and friends up, this 2002. And I actually went to the bank and got out $300,000. Ooh, okay, I'm impressed already. It's the truth, you know, this is my therapy. This is my therapy, cash. (laughs) (laughs) Cash. And look, boy, when I say family, my great grandparents had 18, 20 kids. When I tell you, Everybody showed up at the house, and I passed out all that bread. Uh. Oh, you! Just, That's when I knew I was tripping. Oh, uh. wait! So you? I gave it all that, away. That, that I way. gave it all away to everybody. Everybody, look, people. I came back Caprice on twenties. You know, all kinds <laughs> of whips. Everybody got diamond earrings in their ear. And I only went to sleep for like two hours. <laughs> I only took a nap for two hours. That money was gone. They was gone. I handed that look envelopes, envelopes with names on them. Yeah, and you know, you know, like you can't give everybody the same thing. <laughs> you like I was dispersing it the right way. Yeah. Anyway, here you go, twenty. Everybody get twenty. No, some people get fifty. Some people get forty. Boy, oh boy, they was fighting and everything. Mm. And when, <sighs> when they when I woke up, shoot, everybody had whips, grills. <laughs> you know, grills was real. <laughs> Uh-huh. The people have some grills, man. My cousins yeah, have some grills, grills, man. Like had, <laughs> they couldn't even close their mouth. Yeah. They couldn't even close so their mouth, out. man. I'm like, man, you got the wrong size, man. You got the wrong size of grill. <laughs> bro, you, you, bro, you a good brother, man. You went and got three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. Had a big house party and house just, party. Look, and just when they left, look, my pool was black. <laughs> <laughs> when they left my party, man, I had to get a whole new pool. <laughs> my, my pool was black, hey, and man. I gave away three hundred thousand in cash. Wow! So up next, man, we had to move on, moving right along. We had to pull up on that Lou Will clip when he yes, told the legendary yeah. story about how 
he first found out that, best that rapper Drake, in the world, best rapper in the world, Drake was about to have him in the song, and it was gonna be a whole song about him. And and yeah, he just told him to pull up to, you know what? I just run the clip. That's better if they just see it than me trying to explain the shit, huh? Most definitely. To be playing out there and have the number one rapper have a song yeah. named after you. That was a good, that was a good year, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to have year. a number one rapper name a song, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. Like, how was that to, you know? Where were you, and, and you your, first heard? Your song is different than when Drake usually name drop or so forth on. Like, you on the yeah. chorus. Like, no, you say Lou Will the whole. Like, yeah, I had a sound, I had a, yeah, I had a soundtrack. That was, uh. Where was you at when you first heard it? Or when you heard that this was- yeah. He played it for me. The, the very first time I heard it, he played it for me. He hit me, he was like, Is this cool? I'm working on something. Can you pull up to the condo? So I pulled up, me and my cousin pulled up on him, came to his condo, and no bullshit. He's sitting in his living room recording himself. Like he recording his own album. You know what I'm saying? So it come on. Boom, not a self I'm like, so he like, is it cool? Like what I said? I'm like, man, let's go. Yeah, we don't worry about everything else later. Like, like, but we gotta have that look. You know what I'm saying? We gotta have that look. I, I wish he. I don't know whatever happened to the um, to the video. He might have shot a video. Was thinking about it, but. I did something for Drake that went against all my mama rules, dog. So my mama got like a, a damn, what, I don't, for lack of a better word, I ain't gonna call it a shrine, but my mom got like a mini museum in her house of me. Yeah. Like she got all mm. my youth trophies. Yeah, you know, everything. they everything. everybody owes. Mama got everything. Everything. The shit is actually impressive. Like AI stuff, Kobe stuff, she got it. It's incredible. But she has my original high school jersey in a frame in that room. Yeah. Drake like, yo, you think I could, you got a jersey I could wear for the video? I told mama, hey, we gotta take that out the frame. Like, it, it gotta come out the frame, it's part of, she like, boy, you crazy. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nah, you don't understand, like, we gotta have the jersey. My mom like, no. That's my jersey. That's it. So yeah. we had to go steal the jersey. <laughs> you stole the jersey from mama? It was gone for weeks before she knew we had it. Oh, she didn't even know. Try <laughs> to pull out for height. Oh, oh yeah. I had to pull the height because she didn't understand what she I was wasn't like. Gone. She wasn't hearing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all return it before she knew yeah, it? Yeah, we got well nah. She found out. She was a little upset, but we got it back, put it back in the new frame. Yeah. Everything cool. Shout out Drake, shout out, hey look, shout out Mama Williams, you know, I don't know if she had to put hands on Lou after finding out what really went on with that jersey. We know how mamas get, we can't be crossing that. But how dope is that, man, for, you know, Drake that's, to, to that's make a song about Lou Unreal, Williams. unreal, I ain't have to ask him, he just came to you like, I won't do this, I don't, that, that's a bar right there. And it's a banger, it's one of my favorite songs and on it, that's the That's the best part, that, like, you know it's knocking and people listening, like, even yeah. if they don't want to, they like Lou. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's bars. All right, man, the next one, this was by far the, the biggest, craziest. the biggest, nah, this was, when we say biggest purchase, this was the biggest purchase on the show, period. We heard, we so heard a story, I ain't really heard no story that, like, rival this. T-Max sat down and sat in my face and told me to my face, I bought a jet, like a real plane. 
And I ain't even gonna utter the price tag. I'm gonna let you watch this clip and let you listen to them words come out of his mouth because I can't talk like that. That ain't that's talking bad. Big money talk. Big, big money. Check the clip. We talked about some of the contracts that you didn't had and some that, you know, some I don't wanna talk about obviously you retired, mom, dukes, and the fam when you first got that bread, which is which is, you know, that's dope. I wanna hear what you about to say. I wanna bro. hear something extravagant, something crazy yeah, that you did you when you got you. that. What T Mac did. We know you didn't did a lot to treat yourself. You just I don't know if you got a plain jet. I already know what y'all hearing that though. Got food courts in your house, you got indoor pools, outdoor pools. I mean, what do you wanna say that like what you want to hear about the plane? Man, hey, listen, man. listen, why not? <laughs> that I mean, that's that, that going to be the best joint. We can have somebody you, tell Q. us, hey, listen, <laughs> well, tell us about was, the jet. What did, how did that come out? When that? did you decide, you know what? What kind of jet was I'm going like, to get a jet. I had a, I had a Falcon 2000. So uh, it, was, uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a corporate jet. It's probably, it's one of the best traveling jets that you could have, um, like a 11, 11 passenger. Oh, we want to know. How much was it was a lot. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a lot. It, it was 19 million. So, <laughs> 19 million. Did you hear that? <laughs> you had a 19 million jet. It was, it was 19 million. So what I happened. Had that happened on here. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, so what happened was well, I had a business manager that, you know, knew how to structure those deals, you know what I'm saying, for me. And, you know, we talked about it and made sure it made financial, you know, sense, sense. to, to yeah. do something like that. And I was like, shit, let's go for it. You know, I went to, I think I flew to Kansas to pick out, you know, how I wanted my jet to look. Yeah, and that the, T-Mac they, sign on the side of that I had, I had my, my tail number was TM863863 863 is an area code where I'm from. And then I had T1 Mac mm-hmm. on, on the plane. Um, so yeah, man, and you know, <laughs> what was crazy though, bro, I had, you know, my same pilot, so I rotated my pilots, and then I had, you know, a couple stewardess, so yeah. they knew what I liked. It was it was so convenient. Had your, your certain meals and food They had and every, when I get on the plane, bro, they had everything lined up for me, but my kids though, you know what I'm saying, this is my kids are younger. My kids was loving it, they loved my kids, and when I, when I sold my jet, Man, when I tell you my kids were so mad at me, bro. Oh, you the messed up. Oh, you the messed up. Every time we used to go to the airport, every time we used to travel, but they asked me, are we going to the the private airport? I was like, we got to go through the customs. We got to go through all this. What happened when we used to just walk on that job? But no, it was so convenient, man. You know, it was so convenient and because I traveled a lot. And then I was afraid to, you know, after 9-11, I was really afraid to to, to fly commercial. so when 9-11 happened, I didn't fly commercial until I was with the USA team when we went to Puerto Rico. It was just all private planes. Yeah. I just had had a fear, man. It was anxiety. Nice. I mean, I was a little scared too, but I still had to do what I had to do. Rest of us, you know, so I, you ain't the only one that was scared. We gonna, so, we gonna make yeah, it do the that's, 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 hey, I had my own plane. All right, man, so y'all just seen that. I don't know about you. What was you thinking when he said that little dollar sign? What, what just what was and that? Just chills ran through my body after he said it. I just had to ask him again, like, what, what you say? How much? You seen how I reacted? Y'all. I had to leave. I had to walk that thing off. I couldn't believe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crazy, crazy. This next clip, Teresa Weatherspoon. You know, just her voice and her energy, just always 
lights up and expire the room to to hear what she said in, in this next clip is it touched me it was deep i really enjoyed it so i want everybody to check it out your energy you know what i'm saying what you bring to the game like i can definitely remember like yo and then even when you start coaching and i've seen the clip or something like dude like i'll run through a Paul for it. like yeah. that's I that. want I want that like you know what I'm saying like where do you think you got that from and where did that come from because that's like you have the type of passion and energy that's so infectious and it goes throughout the whole team everybody's seen it whether you were playing coaching or whatever like where do you think you developed that from that drive to come out the hole hmm. that drive to come out of the hole of where I came from um, I was told that I, I wouldn't be I was told I would not be so. I mean, even to this day, you'll see the growl on my face. It, it right. brings it out of me. So when it when you you tell me what I cannot do, I'm gonna tell you. You can put me with the wolves and watch me come out, and I'm gonna be leading them. <laughs> it's just my attitude. It's my approach. It's a mentality. Mm-hmm. You gotta have it. Man, I want to hoop right now. You I gotta have it, and, and and that's what I want you to feel. That's what when you we walk out there. We walk out there together. Yeah, it's coming that. out of me. It's coming out of me. And right now, you're bringing it out of me. Right now, <laughs> you're bringing this shit out of me right now. I'm, t- I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm actually sitting there holding my hand. I'm sitting I'm on my hand. I'm telling you, and I'm, I'm the energy. Is, I'm feeling it. That's why I'm yeah. saying like this is this is necessary. So what, so what are we gonna do? We gonna sit on our gift? That's not me. That's not me. And the one thing that I don't do is I don't live between the hand claps of people. Right. I'm living in between your hand claps. If I'm waiting on you to clap for me, Q. I'll never get to where I'm gonna be because you might not clap. I don't let anyone tell me who I am or what I can do. I don't let anyone cover, restrict, or suffer my gift. Yo, that was a dope clip. That's one of the reasons why I feel like. She's right where she belongs. Like how they say whatever, females and, and men's were like, listen, when somebody got that much passion and they talk like that as an athlete, as a competitor, it resonates with you. And like listen to that clip, get me hyped up, ready to go <laughs> run through a, wall. through a brick wall. <laughs> you feel <laughs> me? Like, get out of here. Teaspoon is the one. Shout out Teaspoon. Now, this next clip, we both wore Jordan. Mm-hmm. We got one of the originals, one of the OGs, one of the originals. Jordan Brand, well, let's, let's let him talk about the clip and we'll The original baseball member for sure. Definitely. For sure. Tell me this, this is something that's, you know, we all can say we've been a part of. Like when, how was it for you and when did you get the call from, I don't know, was it MJ or was it Nike and the representation, but or was it your agent letting you know that they wanted you on Jordan Brand? What was that like for you and how did you receive that information? Uh, I first met Michael when he was playing baseball. Mm. He was in the Arizona Fall League. And um, the relationship just grew over time. And then, you know, he reached out. And this was the beginning. You were the first, right? Yeah, this This is the beginning. See, he like, you know, we originators up in here. We all, you know, OGs (laughs) up in here. So, yeah. We still here, you know. (laughs) Go ahead. And he's, no, I mean, and and look, I think, you know, at that point and still now, you know, people would look up to, to Michael beyond just what he did on the basketball yes. court because, you know, you talk about athletes and post-athletic careers and building businesses. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was one of the first, you know, him and Magic, yep. one of the first. So he always looked out for me. He gave me advice. I learned a lot from him. Still learned a lot, you know, to this day. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was one of the first. I got a pair of kicks. I don't know if you know this, but they got a Derek Jeter pair of kicks out, the Jordan 11s. It's two versions of the low cuts, right? Those are the regular ones. You look on the internet, you can Google it. It's Googleable, everybody. It's like $200 on StockX. Got the two, the suede <laughs> on the pricing back. and all that. I'll do this. I know this. So the mids, though, like the regular Space Jam joints, rumors allegedly 
anywhere from twenty three to fifty thousand. Are you aware of that? I am. I got some. I got some. <laughs> Look, I got some. I got a hot twenty five or something waiting. If uh, the, the, the chips go down, goddamn, I'm gonna call somebody and put them on the market. eBay, yeah. what's happening? I know you got a pair of them exclusive joy. <laughs> nice I'm still nice. trying to wiggle my way to get me a pair of them nice, exclusive joy. Nice so just tell us about the pair of them exclusive joys that Jeter was just talking about that you got. Thank goodness for the internet, because <laughs> I didn't know that they was no different than anything else I'd ever received. They came regular in the big old box full of all the other shoes. It wasn't nothing that said, this the special one right here, didn't, yeah. like, it just. It didn't shine or nothing, it didn't stick out. And it just so happened, I mean, I can't say all of them, but you know, all of the shoes I don't always open up and wear, so it'd be shoes that I don't wear. Then it was like after however many months or a year or so, it was like these shoes I saw on the internet somewhere, on a social media, so I'm like, wait, what? I was like, oh, what for them? I'm pretty sure I got those. So I went back and I looked and I told them like, yeah. I'm like, you I got, got me a nice little, Where, the, where them joints at so I can, I can find them? Nah. No, nah, you, you you ain't gonna. First of all, you wear 19s in nah, it. No, I just want. No, nah, they cost so much. I need to have them just in my Yeah, arm. they more like, I don't, I'm never putting these feet in them. They more like, I can put them on the wall me. like a Basquiat or something. No, nah, I ain't, they ain't for that either. I'm just, I'm gonna get up <laughs> off of them at some point. I ain't, I don't know when. I'm gonna let that thing, you know, it's like, you like the, the stock. Let it get up, then you sell. This next clip was a touching clip. It almost had us. You made this whole thing happen, though, did it? We, we, you, yeah. you, the, you the reason for this clip. Yeah, this is a touching clip. Almost had us extra emotional. Mm -hmm. I ain't never almost cried on the episode until y'all just check yeah, it out. I'm not crying. Out. You're crying. So after All-Star Game, I see you, and you just had your surgery. Can you tell us the process of when you found out about your surgery? Right. And the decision that you had to make about your surgery. Yeah, well, finding out was, it was interesting because I had, I was in Italy, I was overseas, and, you know, I had a very minor collision with a player. You know, I'd, I've seen that. I'd been hit a hundred times harder, a hundred <laughs> times before, you know. After it had happened, you know, although I was in pain, I'm like, I'm good, y'all. Like, I'm good. I'm going to go, I'm going to stretch, I'm going to ice, whatever. They were like, no, we think you should get an MRI, boo, 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 boo. And I'm like, all right, fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll do the, the stupid MRI because whatever. So and when and got it, agent calls me shortly after. We have a game that night, calls me, and it's like, Diamond, you know, this is what you're dealing with. You got a tumor in your spine. Yeah. You know, you there was no making a decision. The decision was made for me. For you. You mm -hmm. coming home and you getting surgery. Right you know, away. and so at that point, it's like it's January. WBA starts, camp starts in April, right? So it's like, do I rush this surgery and try to get back before camp, you know, or mm -hmm. do I go and try to talk to like multiple neurosurgeons and try I to see, find the best one, the right? So I was kind of up in the air about it. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fly back to Atlanta and talk to my doctors there, you know, because this is like, this is like career defining surgeries that's mm -hmm. that's about to take place and like I'm still just being very optimistic about it, you know, and so ended up working out so that I could go to Chicago and get the surgery done and you know, that operation was nothing like what you thought it was what I thought it was gonna be. Um, you know, it was like those three hours that I was supposed to be in there, 
those three months of recovery that I was supposed to have, you know, turned into nine hours, turned into two years, mm-hmm. you know, and I still got nerve residual nerve damage. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, but by the grace of God, you know, like I'm here, you yeah. know, and I'm able to play and I'm able to walk around Breathe, and like, smile. I'm able to smile and Be laugh. You. Like, yeah. you know, like laying in that bed, you can't laugh. Yeah. You can't had sneeze. Have you ever had any operations before, any surgeries? I mean, yeah, like I had a, uh, I had a tibial rod surgery before, you know, it's like, not to downplay it, like that was tough to come back from too, yeah. but like. Back, like what you, the, yeah. yeah, just like that, back in general, but like yours is even more serious. Cause like you say, it's like you say, that was like career yeah. defining. Yeah. So like. It was hard, man. I I knew that telling the story prematurely would have added way too much pressure onto what I was already would. dealing with. And I just did not feel comfortable at the time, right? This is pre-COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So after my surgery, the, the whole world stopped. Right, that's mm-hmm. right. You know? And so part of me was thinking and hoping, like, okay, I got time. You got time. I can come back from it. And, like, I don't, nobody got to know about it. Right. You know, so part of it was that. And then George Floyd, Black Lives yeah. Matter. I was like, this is not important to be talking about right now, mm-hmm. to be talking about myself, to be bringing any attention to me when the whole, when we, you know, we try, yeah, like it's a lot going on right now. So there were like a lot of things that played into me, like keeping my silence. But the biggest thing really was like, until I have my triumph, you know, until I have my, like, I overcame this, mm-hmm. you know, now I can talk about it, right? Like this is the first interview I'm doing, yeah. talking about it. Yeah. You know? I know, so this just last what was that Friday? Yeah, that it came so out? you know, this is like you know, it's like, like you nah, I breathe. salute yeah. you, like everything you just said, like being able to just going through that, like you know what I'm saying, like because there's a lot of people like go out there and you playing bad, like man, I I ain't right, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's the first thing somebody might say or like might get around to it for you to just. You know what I'm saying? Soldier through all of that, follow those different reasons you're saying. That's a that's a huge salute. That was a good moment for me to sit there and watch her E60 on TV and then get an opportunity to interview her and be around her and and man and just see the emotion in her of, of the journey that she's trying to get to, man. That, that was dope. That was one of my favorite interviews to do. Nah, I felt like it was supposed to happen. The way it came together so quick, you saw it and then it was like boom, bam, boom, we sitting here with it. And it yeah. was like all of that, like I watched it right before, and then it was like to be sitting there, like like you said, we before then we had never, I had never been moved, we had never talked about anything deep enough to be moved to almost cry yeah. or, or have somebody crying on the episode. So like that was definitely a, a deep, you know, touching moment, a real touching, um, emotional moment and episode when she was just speaking on all that she went through, and then to be back doing her thing, it was just a dope interview, man. Yeah, shout out to Dime, I'm glad we did. Word up. This next clip, the greatest shooter in the world is telling you top taking dumb, deep <laughs> shots that you can't make. Yeah, please watch this clip, especially the young generation. Tell me this, like how do it feel? I know, I know you're a humble dude, right? But how do it feel to get to the point to where people feel like you changed the game of basketball, like globally. Like you changed the way little kid, like Mike had guys going out there trying to be like Mike and do crazy dunks and layups. Like now, 
I don't care where you go. You turn on Baller's Life, any of the hoop mixtape, all this stuff. You go, you see kids trying to be Steph Curry, trying to come down, pull from wherever, whether it's they had any business doing it or not. You got the whole world trying to do that. I'm going to use this moment to get on my soapbox. And stop tagging me in all these horrible basketball clips of people taking bad shots, <laughs> talking about I ruined the game. I did not tell y'all to shoot that shot. <laughs> I did not say Public shoot that service shot. Announcement. There was one the other day. Uh, Quigley took a shot in transition. I probably would have shot that shot, but I did not tell him to shoot that shot. <laughs> and they, uh, he's tagging me left and right, left and right, like, "Yo, uh, you've ruined the game. Thanks, like, thanks." That I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> you the guru. They send them all to you." No, I just play it. Like, it's funny though because I appreciate the. Well, I shouldn't say. I, the ability to change the way people approach the game is unreal because the three-point shot and just shooting the basketball is it's a skill that everybody can work on. Like, mm -hmm. you can get better at that. Like, I truly believe that. How much better, who knows? But not everybody can just go do calf raise and feel like you can get a 40-inch vert. Nobody yeah. can uh, grow six inches. Like, right. that. Mm -hmm. you can shoot the ball. And no matter what level you play, what league it is. How big you are. It don't matter. Like, every, like Everybody, that's a common thread amongst basketball players. You have to be able to shoot the ball. So to have affected that skill set in the game, which is probably the most important in the game, like that's dope. Now, the greatest shooter in the world and told everybody, stop taking them deep threes because he didn't give that permission at all. My appreciation for that was that like, it was finally a situation where he stared into the camera and he wanted to address it because he had seen enough and heard enough about Steph Curry enough. has ruined basketball and he's done this and it's like, he never, he wanted to like say on the record, I never told nobody to go do this or do that or try and do the lie. I put, he puts in an unreal amount of work and effort to be able to do the things he do. And as easy as he makes it look, I think everybody's finding out it's not that easy and it ain't for everybody. And, th and then you see them them five full court shots he hit, just slinging the ball. That was fake. Like, then you see that? Out, we gonna go ahead and roll to the next oh. thing. He bringing foolishness into the equation, man. Come on. All right, this next moment we gonna talk about, man. We we both was sitting at home, neither one of us in the league. We watching this like fans right, of the man. game, and I'm talking about both us jumping in, up and out our seat when Mr. Vince Sanity he talked to us half and he man, told the story about, about just the whole night of the dunk contest and his whole experience, man. Like, just to listen to it from his perspective, y'all boys check it out and just see what he's saying because it, it, it's all that. We got to San Francisco because we stayed in San Fran and had to go over. We get out the day of the dunk contest. We're getting in the, looking for our car. All these cars, you know, everybody signed mm -hmm. the car, blah, blah, blah. So we're going down, find time, can't find our car. No car there. No, no, we got such and such, got such such. We're our car. We finally get there. We miss our practice time in dunk contest. Oh. We missed our practice time. So, so now I'm like, I'm this is this is what all I wanted to do. It, yeah, make it to the league, get it. But we talking about this to show this, the world. Like, this is yeah. I've had these on tape. I used right. to practice holding the trophy up, shaking David Sturhead, all this stuff, man. Cause yeah. like this is, you know, as a right. dunker, this this is it. Yeah. All-star weekend, people come to see Saturday night yeah. dunk contest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the dunk routine that I had. I scrapped it. I scrapped it. Like I had. What was you gonna do? I don't even remember. <laughs> it wasn't good enough. My yeah. point. I, I got. I got there and I looked around. I'm seeing everybody sitting courtside. I was like, bro, they waiting on me. 
probably a little windmill, fleener. Like, that ain't gonna win. That ain't gonna win. You know, the reverse, like I did in high school, I was gonna, you know, as a first dunk. Dang, like, I've seen that before. Yeah. For some reason, bro, I got down there and I said, I'm hyping them. I'm on 10,000. Right. Like, that, like, like when, I was when, just. Did it happen when you, when you sat on the little stump? That's like when I feel like, oh shit. When, <laughs> when that duck facts. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, I still did not know what I was going to do sitting on that stump. Ooh. Not sure. So I walked it off and I was like, this is 360, let's go. So I, in my mind, it's a wing, I'm winging. I'm taking a, I'm taking a shot because I didn't think I could make it. But I was so hyped, bro. I, I literally felt like I could touch the top of the backboard and do something like that. After you dunked it, you jumped again. so high. I could have dunked it again. That's you how, that's how geek that was. Because time. I was like, so when I, when I remember take this. I was like, come on, bro, just get up as high as you can. I remember I, I'm saying all this one, two, and I remember the wide, and I slapped the ball, and when I. Turned around and I jumped and I'm going, I'm spinning. And like I said, looking for the rim was the number one thing. So as I get up there and look for the rim, I was already around. I'm like, oh, oh I'm looking in right here. Oh, here so he is. Do so let me go ahead and, and so I was just like, I was so hyped. Exactly. So when I dunked it, and, I, and just all this emotion, like, ah, and I, and I didn't realize my second jump, I was already <laughs> up there until I saw it up there. I was like, I could have dunked it again. But I was like, oh, shoot. They in trouble, bro. <laughs> yeah, like awesome. this dunk, I couldn't make. I was squeeze dunking, yeah. getting hung to yeah, this. Um, nah, that's what you said. It's over. <laughs> the second dunk, which I probably should have done the first, but I wanted to show that I could take one step from out of bounds, glide, windmill, and get to the front of the rim and dunk it. Which, yeah. like, that ain't easy to do. Right. You either can glide or you got hang time, but who, how many have both with, while doing the windmill? Exactly. And that's windmill. one thing I wish that, you know, back in the day they used to say, okay, what you gonna do? And you used to explain it. So at least you knew what you thought you were seeing. So Improved. now you can be like, okay, bro, that is tough. Cause I don't think that dunk got the credit uh, it would have, but if I did it like first, the rim dunk. like that went on people's head. Like I'm, I made I'm it like, oh, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Everybody in there, like, what did he just do? <laughs> what did he just do? Boy, hanging in the, <laughs> hanging in the like this. If, you, if the people go back and look, I walk it off. Because I didn't know which way to come, come in for it. To, to go high enough. Because I wanted to show people that. <laughs> I wanted to show how high I can get. Because I felt like I have to get high enough. You can't be rim height and then try to do that and slap. Man, no. Like, if you don't get, like you said, you're gonna tear, I'm tearing up all that. The rim going to scrape all that. So I wanted to get high enough. And then, like you said, get my make sure I get my arm in and hold on. And I just had to hold on. But then, so I walked back and I remember rubbing my arm. And when, as I stood over the rim, I said, please yeah, let this you, work. You walked up and you And like, I rubbed my arm, I was like, here we go. <laughs> I remember jumped up there and when I got up there, I was holding on for dear life. I remember getting up there, holding on for dear life. And if you, there's a one angle where you can see me like my eyes closed, <laughs> holding on. And then when I let go, you see my head down. Yeah, right? your head down. Like so, I'm, my head is down because I'm listening to see the reaction, and then all of a sudden you see me like smirk and be like, "That's what I was like." <laughs> it's over. Like I make, I'm making these dunks up on the spot, and I'm pulling them off. Yeah, like sorry guys, this ain't the night. So, and as I'm walking, I walk my head down. That's when I, Isaiah said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> is what he said to me. I was like, and and then they showed the replay. it. Then that's when everybody went crazy, and I was like, "Mission accomplished." That was dope, you know, to see Vince talk about that moment. I remember watching that moment when I was in high school. But it's even doper to have him on and he was our hundredth episode yeah. this year. Like, what you think about that? He, he I mean, marked the goal. And we got a, 
a gold NFT for that hundred episode. Nah, know it was, about it. The whole thing was dope, but I think the dopest thing was them backstories that you don't know. Him talking about being in the car, going across the talking bridge, talking to T and then you know, like not getting the chance to warm up, and then. Like as he telling the story in real time, like when he started getting out there getting stretched, and then he say he went up there the one time and he felt that he like, oh, oh, I'm jumping it's about to be on, then like I'm loose and I didn't even expect to be because of all of the circumstances. Just to hear that backstory, like this could have not happened in some type of yeah. way. And then to know that he that T Mac never really wanted to do it and the show he put on and just to hear that perspective was super dope to me, man. Cause like that was one of the best dunk contests of all time. And not just I mean, obviously Vince's performance was, but like the rest of the guys all put it on the show too. So yeah, it was shout like, Steve Francis, T Mac, yeah. everybody else who got up in there. Now this next clip, man, this is one of both our all-time favorite peers in the league. One of our boys, we, neither one of us got to ever really play with Jet. him. But, but JT Money, man, Jason Terry, man, he came through with the story after they won the championship. What made it so great for me, I could see him doing everything. Knowing the character he is, I could see him doing every single thing he said. But y'all just, y'all listen and y'all check out the clip. That championship check, oh man. So I go in the BFA, I cash mine out. But it took oh, you took the check. Nah, you took, took the. You wanted the cash. Ten days to get it. Y'all hear that, ladies and gentlemen? When you go to, to Bank of America, when you want some big money, how, how much was it? How much was it? It was a quarter million. You just Walked got it into in the cash. Bentley dealership with a Cuban cigar in oh. my robe. Oh, you feel oh, still on? With the, <laughs> you feel robe, the championship hat with a robe? Was it a Versace robe? What kind of championship, championship robe? With the it got the finals. You know, Cuban took care of them. You know, the Maverick logo on the back. I wore this robe for a year straight. Yeah, a year straight. I wore this robe. They hate it because I always had the cigar in there. Boom. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Walked into the Bentley dealership, handed them two fifty cash. Walked out with the black on black Bentley GT Continental. Man, I think I ain't had no shorts, no jeans, no sweats, nothing. Just grays, <laughs> no shirt, and a robe. Did you have a long socks on? <laughs> and the socks. <laughs> man, shout out to Jet, man. That was a dope clip, man. Just to, to see him win the championship, man. I, we was definitely happy. Yeah. Happy for him, man. Knowing Jet from day one, man, He we playing in this charity game from when we first got in the league and the – just knowing him to now, we know that was all him right there. The best part of it is like, I have no clue. I, I know I'm probably so far off, but when he tells the story and when I listen to him, I have a vision of the dealership. I have a vision of him in the dealership with the cigar, with the robe on, and him being JT Money like we all know the we time. <laughs> Got a cigar, it ain't lit though, I ain't like it. I'm just <laughs> like, that was dope, and man. with that jet. Yeah, hit him with, and that, that's to this day, Whenever I don't care where I see him, whether it's at a game, we could we could be in a conference room somewhere. That boy gonna go here. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go here, and he gonna do this right here every time. Right back where we left off. All right. Last but not least, if you know that 21, and if you 21, you'll know 21. One of the best storytellers I ever heard. Baby, come in. <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's super theatrical, right? So he come here, man, listen, I took the bike. I, the, the kid rode the bike. I drove the bike over here, the cab driving. Lord, we all sitting here listening to this shit. We all like, lying like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know that, you know, you know how you. So we like, man, man, oh my mama, oh my, oh my mama, oh my mama. He said like, hey, oh my mama, oh my mama. 
I put this on my mama. You can ask a little boy he out there with the bike right now. The cam over did it did on my mama. And then, you know, Doc, all right, all right, baby, just sit your ass down. You ain't hitting them. God damn it, man. When they find the shit out, baby, for that shit. They find the shit. Man, baby got to find a million dollars for that shit. All these niggas I watched in college are sitting here watching me. Lou Rowe, everybody. Yeah. Man, I got that motherfucker Damn. Up. He just that said Lou Rowe. Lou Rowe was so goddamn strong. <laughs> I didn't even let that motherfucker come out. I just got in there. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's one. <laughs> 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 you know, my mother like this. I'm in that motherfucker like this, D. I'm in like this. Hey, that's a demoralizing Listen, situation. I put that bitch up. And then the guy's arrogant, stinking ass. Oh, that's too. Nah, I get it too. Okay. <laughs> I get on the treadmill. I, let that be too. I get on the treadmill. I'm dying on the treadmill. I oh, did. He got up off that listen, shit too. Listen, man, it made me rethink everything. So I sat down, and then they started roasting me. Stack started. All the guys started roasting me. Oh, they just started roasting me. Man, you need to take your ass to college. You missing out on a honey. You, oh, you don't even know what you're doing. Man, we was playing the Lakers. I never forget. You know, Cole was so arrogant, so much talking to me like they had already won it. He was like, man, this is your first, boy. You know, you never forget your first, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He was just talking to me on some big brother shit. Like, man, get your ass out of here. You know, I remember, I'm older than bro, and I'm I'm holding it like I'm the big bro. So right. every time I see him, I'm holding it like that. I ain't, you being to me. Is this time I ain't, to be the big bro? Oh, no, but you know, he don't want a couple too, so yeah. he talking that shit. But I'm like, yeah, this ain't Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Ray, shit. I used to do Ray like this. Oh, no, Ray, no. This is a different Ray, though. You know what I'm saying? And then P like, shit up. I'm over here, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, true. So he had this three headed monster. <laughs> then he like come. This, and then P like, shit. What you mean? What you mean? Yeah, man. I mean, the funny thing that I don't think a lot of people knew is how, you know what I'm saying, how he do the impressions, how he be talking. Then he bust right out into a voice, and like when he was doing Paul, the West Coast voice, or you know what I'm saying, or Rondo. Like it was just, he was doing his Eddie Murphy. He was jumping in the character at the table right there with us. I felt like we were sitting there with different characters and personalities at different moments. So that was just dope to see him jump in and out of that. I think the thing that I loved about that episode is just, it, it was unfiltered. It was authentic. Authentic KG. Anytime you you listen to him talk and you you the hear beat him, button broke. <laughs> the man, listen, yeah, the man was doing. He, he I knew it was on when 15, 20 minutes into the episode, he was sweating. I, I I said, yeah, this is about to be one. He was in his bag and he was, you know, I that's the that's the KG. That's the ticket everybody want to hear. When he yeah. talked like that, he can capture anybody. He write he he draw pictures on the wall and people see exactly what he talking about. So I mean, that was top shelf, man. He was in rare form. All right, man, that's a wrap on Q&D's favorite moments from 2022, man. A lot of dope moments in there. We appreciate all of our guests, especially, man. It couldn't happen if they wasn't showing love and pulling up on us and letting us pull up on them. But most importantly, man, we appreciate you, the fans, that's looking at us and listening to us and subscribing and, you know, keeping us going because uh, we tell these stories so we can share them with y'all and y'all can see what we be talking about and how we living. So we appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next year. Players Tribute.com